0: Please stay tuned until the end of the episode for important disclosure information. Welcome to another episode of Dose of Dividends. I'm your host, Dr. Dividend, and today I'm going to be sharing a complete breakdown of the company BlackRock. BlackRock is a financial company on its way to becoming a dividend aristocrat, and I think it's worthy of a breakdown. BlackRock is a multinational investment management and advisory company. It provides investment products and advising services for institutional and retail investors. The company offers investment options across many asset classes, including stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, and cash. SWOT Analysis Strengths BlackRock has large assets under management. It's the largest asset manager in the world with over $8.5 trillion in assets under management. Its next closest competitor is Vanguard with $7.29 trillion assets under management. Funny enough, BlackRock has a 13% ownership stake in Vanguard, so even if they prosper, BlackRock will as well. A large asset under management is great for BlackRock's business, which made over $17 billion from the fees it charged last year. Fees are a crucial component of BlackRock's business, and my quick back-of-the-envelope math tells me that BlackRock charges an average of 2% fees for each one of its investment products. As assets under management grows, BlackRock will collect more revenue without having to raise fees. Diversified Investment Strategies BlackRock's invested across nearly every asset class that exists, including stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, and cash. Ideally, when one asset class struggles, the other one should compensate. Strong reputation in the industry. BlackRock is highly regarded as one of the best companies in the USA. A few of its recent accolades include being named one of America's most just companies, according to CNBC, a perfect score for the 11th straight year from the Human Rights Campaign Corporate Equity Index, and one of Dow Jones's most sustainable companies in North America. Now for weaknesses. Due to the nature of BlackRock's business, it's heavily dependent on the state of global markets. If the world economy were to slip into a recession, asset prices would likely decrease. As a result, BlackRock's assets under management would decrease, and it would collect less money from its fees due to the decline of asset prices. BlackRock has also been criticized for its role in ESG investing. ESG investing stands for environmental social governance and is one of the most polarizing topics in business. Its CEO, Larry Fink, unleashed the idea of ESG investing in 2019 and has been since met with backlash from investors concerned on the profit margins that ESG brings. ESG investing could affect BlackRock's bottom line if investors are willing to avoid BlackRock due to its stance on ESG. Now for opportunities. Over the past few years, investors have seen the rise of ESG investing. While what may be a weakness might also be a strength for BlackRock as the world becomes more environmentally and socially conscious. Investors with a tendency to look for ESG-related investments may flock to BlackRock's offerings that align with their beliefs. The growing popularity of exchange-traded funds is also a plus for BlackRock. Since its inception in 1993, exchange-traded funds, better known as ETFs, have grown in popularity. In 2000, there was about 80 ETFs available to invest in. Fast forward to today, and there are about 2,700 ETFs to choose from. ETFs are BlackRock's bread and butter. The company has nearly 74% of its assets under management held in ETFs, and these ETFs are popular choices for investors wanting a passive approach to investing. BlackRock is home to some of the most widely held ETFs, some of which are the iShares Core S&P 500 ETF, trading under the ticker IVV, the iShares Core MSCI Emerging Market ETF, trading under the ticker IEMG, and the iShares Russell 2000 ETF trading under the ticker IWM. If you're looking for a specific ETF, chances are BlackRock has it. Their ETFs have relatively low fees as well. BlackRock also has an opportunity to expand into new markets. As of January 2023, emerging Asian markets such as China and India accounted for less than 10% of BlackRock's assets under management. If these economies keep growing, their asset prices will likely follow suit. BlackRock would benefit because asset under management would grow and it would be able to attract investors from around the globe. Now for some potential threats to BlackRock's business. BlackRock is subject to potential regulatory changes, as with many companies of this magnitude. A company as widespread as BlackRock could be subject to antitrust regulation and may be forced to break up its business. BlackRock's also subject to economic downturns. As we touched on before, an economic downturn would drastically affect BlackRock's business. While they are diversified across many asset classes, that doesn't mean they're immune to economic downturn. Multiple asset classes could decline simultaneously, and BlackRock's assets under management would take a beating. In turn, the company wouldn't collect as much from its fees. BlackRock also faces competition from other asset managers. Competitors such as Vanguard, Invesco, or T. Rowe Price could take market share from BlackRock. Each of these companies offers similar products and potentially could compete on fees. Will customers flock to these companies in the future? Now for BlackRock's financial performance. Some highlights from its quarter four earnings include revenue declining 8% year-over-year, assets under managing declining 14% year-over-year, driven by lower asset prices, $393 billion of full-year long-term net inflows, which is 4% growth year-over-year, nearly $5 billion returned to shareholders in 2022 by way of dividends and share buybacks, and a 14% decrease in full-year operating income. Revenues and assets under management declining is understandable given the stock, bond, and real estate decline of 2022. It is, however, a welcome sight to see inflows growing amidst this market volatility. Shareholders were also handsomely rewarded with dividends and share repurchases. Speaking of the dividend, let's break down BlackRock's dividend. Its 10-year dividend growth rate, 12.52%, much better than the financial sector median of 8.14%. It is worth mentioning BlackRock raised its dividend a measly 2.5% in its most recent announcement. Are they being cautious about the term environment, or is there trouble ahead for the company? Their dividend payout ratio is 57.5%. I like to target companies with a dividend payout ratio of less than 60%, and BlackRock is creeping up on that threshold. After seeing the small dividend hike and bleak economic outlook, I've decided I might need a bigger margin of safety than usual. Its dividend yield is 2.64%, which is higher than its 4-year average yield of 2.56%. Compared to the median yield of 3.06% in the finance sector, BlackRock's four-year average yield is slightly lower. Lastly, BlackRock has been paying a dividend for 19 years and has raised it for 14 consecutive years. The thesis. BlackRock is the world's largest asset manager. It holds a diversified portfolio of assets and provides investment products for institutional and retail investors. The company makes revenue from fees and advising and should benefit from this business model as asset prices appreciate in value. BlackRock has historically rewarded shareholders with dividends and share repurchases and should continue to do so in the future. BlackRock's diversified asset holdings, vast client base, simple fee-based structure, product offerings, and room for global expansion should fuel its future growth. Now for valuation. Decided to value BlackRock with an enterprise value to EBIT ratio, or EV to EBIT ratio. I like using the EV to EBIT ratio because I believe enterprise value gives a more accurate representation of the company because it includes its debt and subtracts its cash, so you can really focus on the core value of the business. I also prefer using EBIT because it takes into account debt and amortization of a business, which I think are important factors when looking to purchase shares of a business. With that being said, into the history of BlackRock's EV to EBIT ratio. Looking back over the last five years, BlackRock traded at an average EV to EBIT ratio of 14 times. Today, it trades at a current EV to EBIT ratio of 15.9. The most recent data available shows that BlackRock has a total debt of $6.6 billion and a total cash on hand of $6.8 billion. I applied its average EV to EBIT multiple of 14 and worked backwards to derive a target price per share of $597.12. Now again, this is by using its average five-year EV to EBIT multiple, you may choose to pay lower, may choose to pay more, but by using its average EV to EBIT multiple over the past five years, I arrived at a price of $597.12. Final thoughts. BlackRock is the largest asset manager in the world with over $8.5 trillion in assets under management. It's diversified by investing across nearly every asset class. It has a strong reputation in the industry. And it has the opportunity to benefit from the increasing demand of ETF investing and ESG investing. However, on the other hand, it is very heavily dependent on the state of global markets and is subject to potential regulatory changes and competition from other asset managers. The future of BlackRock looks bright, in my opinion. I don't think it'll be a company that'll light the world on fire, but I could see it being a less risky way to get exposure to the financial sector. The company has quickly become the world's largest asset manager and provides great returns to shareholders. I could think of worse places to park my money. One thing I'll be keeping my eye on is the dividend payout ratio. 57.5% is higher than I'd like to see, but it could be attributed to the company's fees bringing in less revenue due to lower asset prices. I'll be looking for revenues to expand as the market rebounds and the dividend payout ratio should decrease as a result. What do you think about BlackRock? Do you own it? Would you like to? Would you avoid it? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter and we can chat. If you like the podcast, please tell a friend about Dose of Dividends. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is your man, Dr. Dividend. The opinions expressed in this podcast are for informational, educational, or entertainment purposes only. You should consult a professional and conduct thorough due diligence before making any investing-related decisions. Full disclosure, I have a long position in the stock discussed today.